0: Is the technology show where we translate geek into regular speak. It is Thursday, um, there have been holidays, there's been citizenship ceremonies, there's been religious holidays, there's been queen memorials, um, there's been people going overseas, I'm going overseas, there's just so many things going on that trying to keep a regular time is not going to happen for the next month unfortunately, but the show must go on. So it is Thursday at nearly two o'clock, and we're live so as with everything let's get straight into it uh share up my screen and we are going to go into things with a z so about a year ago and i say about a year ago because i think it was december last year i reviewed this product this was the uh, carplay light a um, from a company called coral vision So when they reached out to me and basically as you can see from the pictures if you're watching if you're listening i'll just quickly talk through it It, it's about a seven or eight inch device that you put into your car and it gives you um apple carplay or android auto as i said the show was about the middle of december last year you can go and find it on any of our our, um, channels facebook twitter linkedin um and basically yeah a car that had that was analog could now be fully featured I have been using this up until now. And the only reason I've stopped using it is that Coral Vision reached out to me and said, We have this new product that we're launching. Would you like to try it? So I sat there for a second and I was like, Let me think about this. Hell oh, yeah. So let's go into the R9 Magic Mirror CarPlay Dash Cam. I think I got that right. So if you're watching, you'll see that what it is, is it's an attachment that goes onto a rear view mirror. Um, it has a built-in camera as well, so it acts as a dash cam. But the mirror side of it, the part that you look at, has um, a digital screen, a full digital touch screen. So you can run all your CarPlay or Android app, uh, Auto apps um, by touching the mirror, and you've still got your rear view. So you say to me, Brett, how does this work? How do we see out the mirror? Well. This is the thing. Let's just start with some of the initial requirements. You do need to install a rear view camera. Um, as this device clips over your mirror, you do lose your mirror. Now, for me personally, this is great because I've actually put the insulation into Gail's car. But whenever I drive her car, she always turns the mirror so she can look at her makeup um, because the visor doesn't have a, a passenger seat mirror. It's the most frustrating thing in the world. Well, she can't do it now because... If you turn the mirror, there is no mirror. Everything is fed through from the camera outside. So you do need to install a rear view camera. Um, for those of you that know me, and as someone who is very proud of being a techie, I'm not really so good when it comes to actually installing things and, and wiring and all those good things. So if you're looking, you'll see on the on the picture, I've got wires hanging down from the mirror. Those probably should have got, well the one has to go, well actually can go up and around because it's a cigarette lighter for power, and reading through the manual I see no reason why you couldn't actually hardwire it into the battery, I'm definitely not good for that. But the second wire which um, is hanging down, um, that is the, I'm trying to think what that is, that's the USB-C charger, so you can actually charge your phone off there as well, you can hardwire your phone. You don't need to, like the original device that I reviewed, it does work wirelessly as well, but that wire could also have been tucked up and uh, hidden away quite nicely on the roof or inside the, the roof. So without the camera, you're not going to be able to use this as a mirror. Now I stand corrected, but a rear view mirror is actually not a legal requirement to drive a car. If you think about a lot of the big trucks and buses that they don't have rear view mirrors, they've got side mirrors, but they've got people and payloads in the back so they can't see. So, you know, if you don't use your rear view mirror, which I don't advocate, um, you could get away without putting in the camera. I've put the camera in, arguably not probably not the best installation I've ever done. But if you are looking at the show or watching the show, rather, you can see that's actually the view from outside. Now, you can actually make it full screen. So you can have either the maps, which I've got up at the moment, full screen, or you can have the, um, rear view full screen, um, there's actually just another shot showing you now, I'm playing the, the music side of things as well, so you've got the Apple music, but this was also a really cool function, they are both cameras, so the Dash camera is recording the front, the one on the left is the front, looking out down past the units where I live, and the camera on the back is recording from the back, and you can see I've just done it, it's actually got a time and date stamp there, this was on, on Saturday, 8th of uh, October. Sunday, I don't know, it was someday over the weekend. So um, there it is, and the camera button's there so you can actually take a picture like you would expect with a normal dash camera function. Really great, really pretty easy to put in. As I said, if, you, if you're if you not technical, you might wanna actually get someone to, um, to help you with the installation. So let's have a look at some of the pics here. Um, if I carry on, now this was one of the cool features, right? So if I go back, there's the camera front and back, there's the full view of my camera looking at the back so that's the driveway behind where i live Um, and also this i just need to say this is a sony sensor so the image qualities are really really good they're sharp and this is probably important if you're actually trying to record it for like you would with a normal uh, dash cam but have a look at this feature you see the little slider there there's an up and down slider now i think i've actually recorded it um there must be a play button here somewhere there we go you can actually tilt the, the view of the camera both front and back this is the back camera so i can actually so there's a hedge behind me if i wanted to and i've got beep 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 in my in my car i could actually tilt the camera down to see if there's anything there and again this is front and back that feature works i think that's really cool and well thought of and i'll tell you why i say that it does have reverse assist like where it shows the lines. But that needs to be um, wired into, it's either the reverse light or you have to trail it back to the reverse gear. I'm not sure, I didn't bother finding out because I am not going to do it because I'm already challenged when it comes to installing wires. The last thing I want to do now is try and put something on the wrong wire somewhere and then maybe break it. Again, I could probably Google it, probably get someone to help me, um, but I just wanted to play. So I don't really, I'm not too perturbed personally if I don't have those um, reverse lines on the camera. Never had them before, and I'm quite happy to just listen to audio side, and I can even pan tilt if I need to. So, yeah, um, I did mention the second wire in the picture that's going down um, to connect to your phone. It has FM transmit and full Bluetooth, so you do not need to hardwire your device. The only reason I do advocate for hardwiring is that I only have one cigarette port uh, without an adapter in my car. So because the Charger or the power um, is being used to power the magic mirror. I don't have another one to charge my um, Phone, so that's where this becomes quite handy is that because you're using maps and because you're using music It is actually using battery on your phone So by plugging in the phone and hardwiring you actually keep your phone charged as well. I don't know if I mentioned this before but I will mention it again that um, it actually has crash detect as well. So because it's a dash cam, um, you know, when you, and hopefully you never get into an incident where you need to use it. But if you have a crash, it will detect it. It's got a sensor built in that detects obviously the inertia or the change in inertia, and it starts recording. So everything from that moment of impact onwards would be recorded which is probably good if it comes down to an insurance claim or anything like that. So it has the full features of a dash cam, if you were looking to buy a dash cam, as well as Apple and Android CarPlay, or Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, um, Bluetooth phoning, and because of the FM transmitter and Bluetooth connectivity, you can use the speakers of your car and and the car radio. It does, you have to find the right frequency, there's a couple of predetermined, but you can also manually override it. Um, I have noticed with FM Transmit that when you drive between states or different cities, some of the, the frequencies get a little bit garbled, um, and some of them that were you thought were free actually start playing a radio station. So that's just something you have to to deal with. The R9 does have a built-in speaker. So you can use the speaker built into the unit as well, should you choose to. Um, Personally, though, if you're using this for music and you're using it for a car experience, I would highly recommend that you take advantage of the FM transmit um, and or Bluetooth if you have a Bluetooth car kit system already connected um, and just link it all up. But really, really impressed. I I have to say I give the I'm very, very impressed with the device. Um, As I said, we were using the original CarPlay Lite that I reviewed uh, almost a year ago. that's now being decommissioned, and the mirror is now in, um, and yeah, I, I, it's, I can't remember the price points offhand, the website is carplay.tw, um, I think it was about two or three hundred US dollars um, for the device, for the R9, and uh, yeah, if you're looking at getting some smarts in your analog car, then um, definitely want to consider. If you go to the website, you will see that the original device I'm talking about, um, the normal CarPlay light, so if you don't want to put in a mirror system, or you, you, you're you concerned about using your mirror or losing your mirror, um, you can still get the normal unit. That actually, mine came with a reverse camera as well, which I never bothered to actually install, because I just, well, I just didn't bother to install it, so you can still get the features of reverse cam if you use the other device as well with um, the little camera um uh, but for me it was all about the experience of just having the bigger screen for maps um and for music and being able to just control it all in touch without actually having to one touch my phone which is illegal and two never being accused of touching my phone because i don't need to so yeah that's the coral play r9 magic mirror carplay and dashcam right where else are we let's carry on Uh, Tech news with a Z. So this is an interesting one. Now, for those of you that know me, I don't like having anything bad to say about Microsoft. Um, So it really does hurt me to have to tell you that if you are considering between upgrading from Windows 10 to Windows 11 or staying on Windows 10, well, if you're part of 43% of the machines in the world that can't upgrade, don't worry about it. The advice I can give you, though, get a Mac. What else have we got? Let's see. Um, A blank screen. Oh, okay. So with all the hacking and um, um, cyber security and cyber threats that are me going on at the moment, this was a bit uneasy. Given one that, as we speak, my wife is in the air, flying overseas, and I'll be flying overseas in the next week or so. Um, But there was uh, a a Russian group actually hacked several major airports in the states this week, Um, I think it was actually yesterday, including Atlanta, Chicago and LAX. Now those are three of the top 10 busiest airports in the world, and the fact that someone could hack their systems, you know we're sitting in Australia and everyone's going oh Optus you bad people, we're going to come after you, they're going to lose millions of dollars in fines and all kinds of things. Uh, Hello everyone, three airports in America getting attacked again. Um, We're in October, do I need to remind you what happened in September, 20 odd years ago? You know, when you start screwing around with airports and airport security, um, I think that's a little bit more important than worried about if someone stole a picture of your pet dog and posted it on TikTok. Staying with data breaches and and another one of my absolutely favorite companies. This is more of a warning from them than anything else, but Meta or Facebook has warned that hundreds of apps on the Apple, and when I say hundreds, I'm talking about over 400 apps on the Apple and the Google Play stores, um, have actually been designed or were designed to steal login credentials. Now I have to pause there for a second and ask, who do we hold liable for this? Do we hold Apple and Google liable for this? Because they allowed these apps to go into their stores? and? Steal my data or use my logins. And what this login specifically refers to, you know, when you go into an app or you go into a website and it says login with Facebook or login with Twitter or login with Apple, login with Google. So it's called an AOTH or O O-auth, OAuth as in authorize. Um, so the OAuth login. Now, do we hold Apple and Google responsible or do we actually hold Facebook responsible because it was Facebook's responsibility to protect the authentication of the login coming in through the app against my credentials? Maybe companies have to insist on two-factor authentication. Um, if you don't use two-form two factor authentication, 2FA, um, you're stupid. Sorry, don't know you and, and I don't want you to stop listening to my show. And I don't mean to call you stupid, but you're stupid. It's just in this day and age, if companies put the effort of giving us extra layers of security, please take advantage of it. Don't be lazy. Do not use the same password over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again as either. Because once they crack it once, they can crack everything. And there's like there's like a recipe, right? Once an account's been hacked, then you go to Insta, Facebook, um, bank accounts, knowing where the person is. So telcos and bank accounts in that country. And you just start playing with email addresses and, and that same password. Password. So I like to use password, Password. I cannot speak today, authenticators, and I also like to use the recommended password. So if you have an iPhone and it goes, we recommend this one and it's Ghibli Goop, use it. The phone will remember it. Um, it's always logged into your iCloud. The same applies for Android, they do the same thing. Chrome will remember it whenever you swap devices You just sign back into your account and it will be there. Talking about signing into your main account, whether you use Apple or Google, please make sure your password is a super hard one. one. So, um, yeah. Then onto a more positive note, um, Amazon. I'm really starting to love Amazon as these years click on. They're just doing so many cool things. I love um, Prime Video. There's good content on there. Their pricing is good. The delivery is excellent. I get good deals on Amazon. I'm really becoming a big fan of Amazon and their own Twitch. Of course, we're a gamers, so we love Amazon. But what uh, the article's all about today? Um, they have just agreed to invest more than a billion euros in the next five years in electric vans. So across their European fleet, so that's going to basically triple their fleet from 3,000 units to 10,000 units by 2025. That's a great initiative, Um, and you know, it's one that I hope other companies follow as well. With this move to going green and electrifying everything and EVs, um, shout out to Alon, who has a Tesla and I'm very jealous, Uh, but anyway, um, you know, when big companies who are actually responsible for a lot of the delivery and a lot of the movement uh, are are putting in the effort, then I think we all can look at it as well. And there's lots of initiatives and government grants um, to help subsidize the cost of EVs, so, yeah, give it, a, give it some thought in your next vehicle purchase. Right, so that takes us to the end of um, tech news. And uh, we are are you game? Okay, so I didn't play any games this week. Well, I'm going to play some of my normal games, but I didn't play any new games this week, purely because I was suffering from FOMO. So, Australian Esports Week was on in Melbourne this week, last week, sorry, and um, culminated into the weekend of PAX um which is like cosplay and gaming and influences and it's just it's just awesome people if you're watching the show you can see a screen there with all those things of all the independent games that are available and people dressed up and it's just yeah i had i had massive fomo but i just couldn't get down to melbourne um so it is what it is hopefully i'll be there in 2023 but um so because of that that was my RU game this week i was watching other people playing games i watched some of the live streams coming through from both the um, firesides and panels, as well as the gaming. So yeah, I did game through someone else's eyes, um, and I will be there for 2023. So Q&A, do I have a question? There was a question that came through, and it's actually, oh, there isn't. I'm kind of making up this question because it was, well, okay. so Gail. Is about to land overseas as we speak, my wife. I'm travelling next week. She asked me the question, I thought that would make a great Q&A for the show given that she's travelling and I'm about to travel, so I thought I'd share one of my travel tips. So I'm going to be travelling and as you know there are many charges. I mean if I look at my desk now I've got micro USB still, Apple uh, lightning port, USB-C, and I have one device on my desk that's got a bespoke connector for my glasses, for my lucid glasses. So I've got four different charging requirements if I move from this desk. And then some of them are the same. Like my headset's USB-C and so is the watch. Um, uh, my battery pack is USB-C as well. So some of them share it. So here's my solution. I have a really cool battery pack. It's a 10,000 milliamp wireless charging battery pack that will charge while it charges. It's from Mophie. Um, I have actually reviewed, it, I think, on the show before. So basically, what I do is I take that with me with a with either a squid. So this is a squid. Um, you know, it, it's got a USB-C on the one side, a USB-A on the one side, and then multiple uh, connectors. So I've got there, I've got micro, USB-C, and Apple. I take a squid with me, and then I charge my phone On top of the wireless charger, and I have a wire coming out that charges my watch, and I'm charging the battery pack at the same time. So then during the day, I can take the pack with me and keep everything charged, so that when I get back again, the things that weren't charged, like the ones that use micro USB-C or headsets, whatever, can be charged up again using the same connector. So from the wall into the power pack, and from the power pack into the peripherals. It really works well. I've done that for years. Um, Even if I travel locally, I do that. Um, it just makes taking less cables. I do have to caution though, there's nothing wrong with third party, there's some really good third party products out there as well, and that's the thing, don't buy cheap, buy good products, but um, always check the wattage. If something has less watts than what your device requires, your device will still charge, albeit slower, uh, but if it produces more wattage without any form of intelligence control, it can and probably will damage your device. And I'll use a MacBook as an example. There's probably about four different um, MacBook chargers um, available, different connectors, different wattages, uh, and so on. So basically, if you have a, mine's a 67 watt charger, I think. If I run 60 watts into my MacBook, it will charge. It will just take longer. But if I had to take a 90 watt charger without intelligent control and put it into my MacBook, I will damage the device. So just read that. And you know, unfortunately, a lot of the print on these things is like, it's really small. So the trick there is take a photograph of it, and then you can zoom in as well. But um, yeah, I like to travel a lot. I will be going with two adapters, um, one with, with two ports, one will charge my my power pack, The other one will give me an extra dedicated cable for something and then all my devices will charge on it wirelessly or with it remotely after the fact. So hopefully that helps you as I said it was I did the same thing for Gail that's how she's left she's got the same and Kate and I will travel the same way. So there we go so that brings us to the end of Q&A. Again, sorry I didn't make Wednesday, Uh, I might not make next Wednesday either, but I am playing with some incredibly cool tech at the moment, and have been for the last week, that's also why I actually didn't game, now that I think about it, can't really tell you what it is, but I will be reviewing that on on the next show. So uh, yeah, I think that takes us to the end of it, so only one thing, uh, until next time, keep your screens clean, and your knobs shiny.